welcome to It's Her Game podcast. A shout out to all the amazing women in the gaming industry, no matter if it's mobile, PC, console or eSport. My name is Dominika Schott, and my goal here is to introduce you to those inspiring heroines of the gaming world. If you want to find out more about this podcast, make sure you check Facebook page It's Her Game or connect with me on Twitter at Dominika Lodash Shot, spelling D-O-M-I-N-I-K-A Lodash S-Z-O-T. And now, let's start! Hello and welcome to the first episode of It's Her Game Show. Today I have the great honor of introducing my first guest, Daria Rubashna. Hi Dominika, hi, it's a great pleasure to be here. Thanks. So, Daria, currently you are in charge of the services um, of Huawei App Gallery for English-speaking countries. Uh, but previously, you were deeply involved in esports and gaming operations at YouTube. Could you please tell us something more about your education and career path, and what made you choose the gaming industry at all? Uh, of course. So my uh, path towards gaming has been uh, a little bit uh, not linear. I started uh, by uh, studying at university economics and law because uh, that's what I thought that you needed to to study in order to get into uh, any sort of uh, marketing or business development role. And my main goal at that time was to enter the music industry. It was a really big, big dream for me. And... Uh, and and so i was doing everything to enter into into that sphere and uh in in the second year of uni i i went to poland and uh, did an internship in uh, at google uh, it was an opportunity uh, given at, at our university and there i met some of uh, my now very good friends uh, from youtube and and that's that was basically my goal that I would I need to enter into YouTube and that will get me closer to the music industry and this is how it uh how, how it all started so after finishing university I somehow managed to get into into YouTube after five tries and um and I, w- I entered a role that gave me the perspective of all the industry so i saw um, music i saw gaming i saw uh, t- broadcasting sports news and so on and so forth but again my my goal was always to to get into the music industry and and while i was working at youtube while i was working with all those different partners i realized that music was not what i wanted to do actually it was not the industry that i uh, enjoying being uh, in and uh, and then there was gaming and i, w- I was always uh, you know playing games since i was a child i think i've had all the playstation consoles i had uh, even uh, like a um, a console called dandy which was a ripoff of uh, the nintendo 64 that was um, being sold in ukraine in the 90s uh, so so i was an avid gamer i just never considered it to be a path for me I just didn't even know anything about it. And and with YouTube, I discovered it. And uh, there was an opportunity for me to enter the um, a gaming position. Uh, so I, uh, I started my career in gaming as uh, head of YouTube gaming for Eastern Europe and Italy. And then I progressed into uh, leading esports uh, for the uh, European region. 
and uh, and before joining Huawei, I was uh, leading uh, esports uh, and top uh, gaming and influencer content for uh, for Europe, um, which was uh, which was amazing to be honest. Because uh, starting from like a dream uh, that I thought it would be true, I actually found my my real dream and my real uh, passion. So I'm quite lucky. Yeah, that's great to hear that, um, especially that even looking at our industry now, uh, you are somehow connected to the entertainment industry and uh, music as well, um, even looking at the Travis Scott recent show in Fortnite, right? So there is some music in this gaming world in the end. Yeah, for sure. There is a, there is a lot of uh, cr- crossover. I think, yeah, Fortnite has you know, helped a lot in in bringing the two worlds uh, together. Yeah, absolutely. So considering that uh, the gaming turned out to be the dreamed job of yours, um, what do you like the most about working in gaming? What I enjoyed the most, which was the huge difference between actually between music um, and and gaming industry was is the the way uh, that it is disruptive in its um naturally uh rather than fictitiously so um so you have people and you have companies that keep disrupting the 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 gaming industry compared to for example uh the music uh the music one where the industry is changing but almost reluctantly uh due to the 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 general landscape and the and the trends in in user behavior uh it it is the opposite in gaming this is what i love the most you you can be who you are you you can do whatever you want and if you have an idea no one stops you from uh making it true yeah i agree gaming is very inclusive in that terms that you can develop the idea from the grain and become the best in rpgs or shooters or uh, casual games there are so many facets of that and it's still a constantly changing landscape and i would say that it's kind of the wild west of the technology world um what would you consider the most challenging part of working in this industry then so while it is disruptive and, and inclu- inclusive in terms of the trends and in its uh, the way it develops, uh, I think there is still uh, a way to go towards uh, women inclusivity, uh, w- women inclusion. Uh, uh, and um, when I entered into the uh, in, in, into this world, you know, at the beginning, uh, the challenge that I saw is that no one saw me as a real gamer. They saw me as mm-hmm. this uh, girl who had a really strong business background, but not someone that, you know, understands gaming. And, and, and you know, when I was introduced, it's like, oh, yeah, Daria, she's great, but she's not a hardcore gamer. And, and to me, this was almost insulting because I, I play games similar as anyone else uh, in that room. Uh, it just like there is that uh, assumption that, you know, women are now gamers. And um, so I think there is still uh, some way to go towards changing that, that perception of, uh, yeah, inclusion and that we as women, we do play video games. 
Yes, uh, I myself remember many situations in which uh, I surprised people by admitting that I'm working in gaming and then uh, the essential question, so nice you're working in this industry, do you play any games at all? So I can totally relate to what you've just described and I really hope that at some point um, it will be normal for us to be the the gamers and we we wouldn't have to discuss that as an issue um, of our our sector and i can absolutely confirm that you're a gamer i know you had your uh, streaming channel and i know that you my secret is revealed We won't discuss that much, but I remember once you, uh, once we've met um, for the first time that you've been you've been mentioning that. So uh, I can hundred percent confirm. Yes, Daria is a gamer. So if anyone has any issues with that or doesn't believe, there is a confirmation. Here it is. <laughs> yes, thank you, Dominica. But don't, don't reveal my channel name, please. <laughs> yeah. No worries. So you were previously working at YouTube and now you're at Huawei. Would it be correct if I say that all the time you were at YouTube, it was more about the desktop and console gaming than mobile? So in part, this is true. So when I started uh, working in uh, YouTube gaming, all the top games in our charts most watched videos and live streams were were pc or console titles and uh and i think you know throughout the years we saw already some change in in the trend we saw more and more mobile games uh coming into um into this uh, top, top charts having said that even those trends they were primarily coming from uh, Southeast Asian uh, countries, LATAM countries. So for Western Europe, uh, which was the the markets that I was focusing on, there were still uh, predominantly PC or console uh, titles. Yes, and uh, considering that and your previous experience, do you see any new trends emerging among the gaming content creators now? Sure. So uh, as I mentioned, like mobile is one of them. And while the trend is not necessarily uh, fully uh, developed in in Western countries, we're seeing that trend from other countries. And I I would expect that in Europe and North America, we would we would see uh, a similar uh, evolution. And on top of that, uh, the biggest trend uh, is, uh, of course, live streaming. Live stream was uh, it has boomed in the recent uh, maybe five five years, and um, and it's it, it has boomed to a point that actually people don't don't even consider VOD video on demand content anymore, and they think live streaming is the only gaming content, whereas in reality it's not true. When I, I used to, uh, you know, work at YouTube and go to these different gaming conventions and explain that, you know, live streaming is great and it's booming, it's a big trend, yet it's only 15%. Uh, it was 15% at the time, now it's around maybe 18% of the total uh, hours watched, of the total content watched. And um, oh, we, have, we have a guest. <laughs> it's my little dog <laughs> called Spartacus. Yeah. Uh, so the, the pleasures of uh, working from home. 
Yeah, and this is the um, beauty of live streaming, you know, normally that would be all recorded, so no worries, we're now just redefining the podcast trends, Ex that's fine. Exactly. Uh, so, 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 definitely, sorry, still thinking about my dog. So what what I was saying is the that video on demand content is um, is still the majority of 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 the content and uh, it is yeah let's say roughly seventy five or eighty five percent and uh, but I need to acknowledge of course the the booming trend of uh, of live streaming and how it changed the the the, the way people. Uh, watch gaming content yeah it's very interesting what you're saying i remember once you mentioned that for the first time um when i heard you presenting um about the youtube content at huawei and um it was really interesting that this um this percentage this split that the live stream is less more popular than the vod video um and even though i'm working in the industry i was surprised about the stats so that's definitely something uh that proves when, that when someone is saying one thing it can escalate to you know being considered a trend but in the end the numbers speaks for themselves so that's really uh important to to pay focus to that i guess as well yeah and i mean it is when you think about it more you, you would think about like okay how do people consume gaming content you know there are not actually that many people that are prepared to switch on you know twitch or, or youtube and spend hours watching a someone playing video games in most cases you would ha you would want to you know, you're coming back from, from school, from, from work, and you have 10, 15 minutes to kill, and you just want to be entertained. And so you want some snackable, uh, bite-sized content rather than watching hours and hours of, of content. This is when we talk about the, you know, the, 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 the general uh, audience and, and viewers watching uh, this sort of content. Yeah, absolutely. Especially that the, the basic motivation for consuming that content is is different like you said uh, live streaming is more like hanging out with friends to watch the live stream and the vod is rather to uh, develop the skills or being purely entertained and we like entertainment we like uh like this feeling so i i totally understand where where the motivation for the viewers is coming from uh and currently you are in charge of mobile services. So naturally the gaming operations are probably more about mobile. How would you compare the type of entertainment that is delivered by mobile games um, to the experience of playing on PC or console? Sure. So, I mean, when people think about mobile games, uh, they, the first thing that comes to their mind is uh, Candy Crush. And that's one sort of entertainment. So we're talking about casual, sometimes even uh, offline content, something, you, you know, a game you play when you have five minutes uh, or you're going basically from work or to school um, and, and you have basically time time to kill. And... Uh, and yes, that is a big part of mobile gaming. 
yet uh, thanks to the advancements in in mobile technology and the the mobile specs now we find uh, more and more of uh, immersive uh, immersive games and even before we mentioned briefly fortnite it's one of the uh, best examples how a pc or console title became cross-platform and now you can easily play the game on on your mobile phone on your tablet and so you know i would see this this as a as a huge trend in the in the recent years in terms of the type of entertainment and different type of entertainment that now mobile gaming provides so you mentioned that the game the gaming is becoming becoming more cross platform uh, but also the mobile specs um are better than they used to be um what do you think it mean it can mean for triple a developers then I think it's a really, really good opportunity for them to enter that uh, market. I've read uh, recently, although it's it's not a it's not a surprise that uh, revenue coming from mobile games is larger than revenue coming from PC and console titles combined. So, uh, as a triple A publisher developer, you are surely you know, extremely interested in, in touching that audience into uh, making sure that those uh, audiences that don't have the the PC or a, or, or a console can play your game. And, um, and, and thanks to the advancements of technology, now they can produce uh, games and develop games that uh, one can play on mobile as well. Yeah, um, I think it's particularly interesting uh, what is happening in this sector now, especially that um, the development of the mobile devices allows to reach um, different segments, different target groups with uh, the quality content that normally was reserved for um, PC or consoles. So I guess that's something really interesting to observe nowadays mm. and from your perspective is there any project from AAA developers that you particularly are looking forward to in terms of mobile games yes uh, dominica you must be very pleased to learn that <laughs> my uh my uh, utmost uh, you know favorite game uh, that I'm very curious about coming into to mobile is uh, The Witcher. So Yay. there is a gaming uh, a game called uh, The Witcher: The Monster Slayer, uh, which is of course is a, is a spin-off of the The Witcher uh, saga on uh, console and PC. Yeah, so uh, straight from Poland, that's really nice to hear. <laughs> and um, I'm glad that you uh, you like Witcher, and I. But I think that like is slightly um, underestimating um, of your of your emotions toward Witcher. So I believe that <laughs> you're slightly more passionate than to just like the game. <laughs> Can you disclose how many hours you played? So the last time I checked on PlayStation, uh, because PlayStation actually gives you like yearly numbers of how many hours you played in like single uh, single game, and uh, and it was something above a hundred or hundred ten hours of The Witcher Three, 
which means that I played every single mission in the game except Gwent. That's the part that I'm sorry, I'm not able to understand. <laughs> but everything else, yes, I played. I'm a huge fan. I, um, I, I'm reading the books. I finished the, the first book of The Witcher. I watched the series on Netflix. So yes, now the game uh, coming into mobile is, is a huge excitement for me. Yeah, so it's slightly more to it than just to like the the game. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and you mentioned the the Witcher, the Monster Slasher, and um, it's the augmented reality game. So, what do you think um, about mobile games with AR? Uh, would you see a future for them on streaming or VOD platforms? I think we're not there yet. When I was uh, working at YouTube, we we launched this um, this app, uh, YouTube Gaming, uh, which was later deprecated. And and the app was developed, uh, you know, of course to target the audience with gaming only content on, on YouTube, uh, but also we had a feature there um, that allowed you to basically uh, stream from your mobile and stream. Uh, your face, but also what's happening in the game or what's happening outside. And we developed that feature uh, precisely to to counter the, the hype of Pokemon Go at that time. Uh, mm-hmm. And at the end, Pokemon Go sadly became the only uh, top game in, in AR that people would are also interested in watching. So I think we're not there yet in terms of uh, AR. First of all, AR games, uh, you know, after Pokemon Go, there have been few, uh, you know, global successes. Um, so so my expectation, uh, even though with The Witcher, yes, there is a, a lot of skepticism, like if they, they will manage, uh, you know, to deliver sort of this great experience and combine, you know, uh, uh, the game with, with AR functionality. And, and then there is the added complexity of how you deliver it to an audience via uh, a VOD. Live streaming is even more complicated uh, to, to deliver. And, uh, and I'm not sure if, uh, if we're there yet in terms of the, the, the functionality, in terms of even when Pokemon Go was a great success, uh, it, it was still not necessarily the best experience to, to watch it from a uh, content creator perspective. So these are people, the influencers, they don't have all the equipment at hand uh, to, to provide, uh, you know, high quality content, at least not always. So so that's definitely something that I would be curious also to to learn and see how, how it evolves. Yeah, it's really interesting to learn about all the um background work that is behind uh creating the content the vod or the live stream content that this is not just to hit play and start recording and like like you said it sometimes requires more equipment and there's much more to that than just uh switching on the computer and the microphone so thank you for for sharing your thoughts on and, that. And and uh, I'm talking obviously as an experienced streamer with uh, 500 subscribers. <laughs> I, I can say that um, I, for example, I don't stream mobile games, and not because I don't like them, but it's just because I need to buy buy additional things, which uh, are not only an expense uh, for creators, but it's also additional work. 
and mobile mm. games again you know even though they're evolving and and you know they their their entertainment becomes more immersive uh, we still are not at the same level as a pc or console title so uh, from a watch watchability i don't know if we can say that perspective yeah. it's like from like you as a creator you need to buy more things you need to do more work and then the reward might not be necessarily appreciated uh, unless of course you're talking about uh, top uh, mobile titles that are now popular on on streaming and, and VOD platforms but but as I mentioned uh, earlier uh, it the the content is booming in in specific markets yeah absolutely and regarding the um, development of the mobile games then uh, what PC or console title would you like to see in the mobile version is there any so there is no specific game uh, per se that I would say uh, that I would like to see in uh, on mobile. Uh, that if you asked me uh, a month ago, I would have said it would be The Witcher, <laughs> but now I know they're releasing a game, so it, it's not the case anymore. Um, but in terms of the, the the genre, I would love to see more uh narrative based uh games uh coming out on mobile so the likes of uh far cry last of us uh resident evil and many other games are driven by narrative uh, that is something that it, it is still not not a trend on on mobile and i would like to have more more games like that yeah, I think it also requires a slightly change of habits in terms of playing mobile games, right? Because if we um, look at the mobile um, titles, they are more mostly now to kill the time. So they are like five, ten minutes long uh, tops um, gameplays. And with the immersive stories, that would require people to, well, as the name suggests, immerse into them. So. I think that's uh, that's really interesting to trend to observe whether whether the mobile industry will go into this direction, especially considering the mm, hard entrance of AAA developers, what yeah. they're gonna do with it. And I think you know, even though we we here we're focusing specifically on mobile uh, uh, in the in this podcast, I think it's also worth uh, noting the uh the streaming gaming streaming platforms such as uh, stadia from google or luna from from amazon uh this is where i think it, it, it's also a very interesting uh trend to watch because exactly like you know as you mentioned like um, I, you're not sure if you would play this game or the 10 hours of the game on mobile what, what, what a streaming um platform would allow you to do is that when you're home you can play it on your TV with your uh, gamepad on your PC if you want, but then if you're not at home, you can play it on mobile. And this is also interesting. And this is like the cross-platform on on its purest form. But again, stre- streaming um, uh, industry is still uh, quite quite young. So we'll we'll see if it will become more and more successful. Yes, uh, it's beautiful in, in our sector that there are so many blooming trends and uh, you can still bet on them whether they're going to succeed or not because um, there's still plenty, plenty of this pie to cut. So uh, let's see where the streaming will go in this direction. 
Um, and how do you think uh, the growth of mobile gaming can affect you know, the gaming live streams and VOD scene? So, you know, pre previously I mentioned that the technical, uh, you know, um, requirements yeah, in order to, to create content uh mobile uh, gaming content on on youtube or twitch you need additional cables or equipments and uh and it it adds to the the complexity of creating content for mobile having said that by no means it is a barrier when we we've had uh, clash royale uh, booming uh, as a game you had so many youtubers you had so many like there was even you know um, esports uh, leaks created for for the game so it is it is not an absolute barrier but it does create a barrier of entry for for uh, let's say uh, more amateur streaming or people that, you know, have uh, just a computer and in theory you could stream or create content uh, for, for a PC game. But if you want to stream a mobile game, then you need to buy additional things, which is, uh, which adds work and, and, and expenses. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, regarding the uh, pace um, of the society and the fact that we prefer the bite-sized content, like we've spoke about the mobile games um, and generally the, the way we consume the entertainment now. Would you consider TikTok a competitor, comp competition um, for YouTube or Twitch in terms of becoming the next platform for gaming content? Or would you see another scenario where they can all coexist? I definitely see TikTok more as being complementary to uh, primary gaming uh, content platforms such as YouTube uh, or Twitch or even Facebook uh, gaming uh, to some extent. And this is purely for the, because of the way that uh, TikTok is, is enjoyed and, and watched. We, uh, first of all, you, you normally would uh, watch uh, videos on TikTok uh, in vertical mode. And right now there are not that many uh, games uh, to watch uh, in vertical. I think, uh, yeah, Clash Royale is actually uh, one, one, good, uh, one good example, but in general, uh, it's not this sort of uh, the experience that people have. Uh, and secondly, and probably even most importantly, is the duration. So while I did mention that people prefer bite-sized content uh, as, a, as, a, as a general trend, Yet we're talking about 10 minutes video, 15 minutes videos. Uh, TikTok provides uh, 30 seconds videos, maybe a couple minutes now. Uh, yet it's not enough for you to enjoy gaming content because it takes you maybe two minutes to, to jump from a plane and then land uh, in, into um, into the land. So, so I think the right now I don't see TikTok as being the competitor, but more as a complementary platform where creators or developers and publishers would advertise their content on TikTok, would provide teasers uh, for their live streams, for their events, for their uh, games, but then to enjoy the videos or the these events in full, people would, would need to go to uh, to another platform.
Yeah, so following the bite-size analogy, TikTok would rather be a snack and on YouTube you can eat the full meal, right? Exactly, and on Twitch you have the full feast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great, so um, once we're recording this episode, uh, the Call of Duty Mobile Women League is taking place in India. So uh, do you think there is a place for mobile esports leagues in Europe too? For sure. So, so there was already a bit of that uh, trend uh, with Clash Royale. We've had so many uh, esports teams and in leagues coming out of uh, Spain. Even some uh, popular YouTubers uh, creating those esports uh, teams. Um, yet it didn't really boom anywhere beyond uh, that game. And only now, thanks to Call of Duty Mobile, we're seeing more uh, you know more and more of that uh, trend coming to to Europe or North America we're still not at the same levels as uh, Southeast Asia or Latam uh, yet, yet it is coming there and I believe in uh, for Call of Duty mobile specifically uh, there was uh, a um, a league and some regional playoffs uh, coming out of uh, Western Europe as well and these were watched uh, quite considerably on YouTube. Uh, so, so we're seeing this, uh, this trend coming uh, here as well. Yeah, it's interesting considering how many titles are booming now in different, um, in different parts of the world. So let's see how it turns out in uh, Europe and in US, whether we're gonna follow the MENA, the LATAM, sorry, or in me, actually, as, mobile yeah. gaming is also growing quite rapidly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, all right, Daria. So to wrap up, a piece of advice um, for young girls in the end who are just about to enter the industry or don't know how to even do that. What would you advise them? So I think that this advice uh, probably... Uh, can, can relate to, to anyone, not just uh, young girls wanting to enter the gaming industry, but probably it applies even more uh, for, for them, uh, is to, to keep pushing, uh, no matter uh, how many doors you see, you see closed uh, in front of you. I, as I mentioned uh, at the beginning of, of this podcast uh, i uh, i tried to apply uh, to youtube five times all four times rejected uh, arriving into final interviews and and uh, and then eventually they're like okay let's just take this girl <laughs> she's not gonna leave us alone and um and then even in the gaming industry i had to push and push to like to to get into to get credibility in in, in the industry and therefore i think as girls in gaming there might still be a little bit of that misconception and, and you might uh, to push a little bit harder to, to get to where you want. Yeah, I think that, like you said, this um, this advice can apply to, to multiple industries um, and this is just something. Um, however, obviously it might sound, we just need to remind people about that. So it's great that you, you said that, especially that you can... Uh, Based this advice on your own experience that turned out to be very successful. So um, it was, as always, lovely and very inspiring talking to you. And thank you, Daria. Thank you so much, uh, Dominica, for inviting me. It was a great uh, pleasure. Yeah. Thank you.
Thank you for being here today, no matter where in the world or at what point of your career stage you are. I'm truly curious about what this podcast brings to you today. Was it a spark of inspiration for your next project? A much-needed kick to send this one more application for a dream job position? Or maybe we simply had a chance to accompany you in your morning coffee routine. Connect with me via email or on Twitter and share your thoughts. Make sure you also like It's Her Game page on Facebook and follow the Instagram account It's Her Game Podcast for exclusive content and to make sure you won't miss the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Bye!